Welcome back to the TNT B&B podcast. These episodes will involve two longtime friends watching a movie and then discussing it at length. So sit back, mix a drink, because you know we'll be drinking. And listener beware, we'll be spoiling the shit out of the movie we watched. Here we go again. We are back again. It's just two of us, not the usual two. But we are continuing on our Harry Potter journey with the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, Chamber of Secrets that came out in 2002. The book came out in 1998, I believe. Uh, I'll go through the numbers real quick. Yeah. Tomato meter of 82, audience 80. IMDb a 7.4, Metascore 63, directed by Chris Columbus. The adapted screenplay by Steve Cloves. Clovis, I don't know how to say it. Novel by J.K. Rowling. Budget of $100 million. U.S. that made $262,450,136. Worldwide, $879,602,366. So it made about $1.2 million. Or, yeah, no, $102 million less than the first one. But it still crossed? Did it cross a billion? It did not cross a billion, okay. this one. So I wonder if the first one was a lot of people that were just kind of interested in seeing what it was like and thought, eh, fuck this. Or... Could be. Or it was just the, oh my God, the first Harry Potter movie and people saw it over and over and over yeah, and over Yeah, that might again. be it. Um, and we kind of talked about it. Like, I always thought, and it, this might still be the worst movie of them, but it's not as bad as I thought it was. No. I mean, like, uh, overall, <clears throat> I remember this movie being a whole lot worse than yeah. rewatching it. It is 161 minutes. It, it, yeah, it's, it's long, especially for a kid's movie. Like, that's yeah. pushing it for sure. Yeah, that's unusual. But uh, just uh, same stars for the most part. A couple additions. There's Jason Isaacs, who played Lucius Malfoy. Kenneth Branagh, who played Gilderoy Lockhart. Um. Robert Hardy played Cornelius Fudge, who's briefly, he's in one scene. He's the Minister of Magic. Julian Glover does the voice of Aragog. And he, I told you earlier, he's the guy that Grand Maester Picel. Yeah. I think he's still alive, actually. And then uh, Toby Jones did Dobby. And Mark Williams was Arthur Weasley, because you actually see Molly Weasley briefly in the first one, but Arthur Weasley's in this And for Kenneth Branagh. Two scenes. Yep. Of course. Yeah, Gilderoy Lockhart. Which, as you were saying when we first started, it's so weird seeing him now after watching him in Tenet. Yeah, and he directed, like, Thor and Thor the Dark World. Because like... <laughs> it was funny. I, after the Lions game last night, I was just kind of flipping around, dicking around on my phone, and Tenet was on. Oh, really? And I just kind of had that on in the background as I was fucking flipping through my phone. I was like, Jesus. I thought about watching that again recently, actually. I... Be a fun... Like I third told watch, you, like I watched it with my time. mom and fucking, yeah, it's still fucking. How many times have you seen that? Three? Three. Okay, I've seen it twice. I watched it twice in three days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. To ready for a pod. Yeah, I was like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie does have, I mean, I wrote some stuff down. There's, I think I might have mentioned the first one. There's a lot of pairings between like certain books. Like this book and the sixth book are actually really connected with like some of the Horcrux story stuff and like. Like it's it's I don't know why if she planned every little thing, but like two and six match up a lot, and one and seven match up a lot. Right. It's almost like mirrors of each other. Um. But yeah, I mean, 
kind of going through the through the movie, I guess. Uh, you know, Harry's at home with the Dursleys. Which that still boggles my mind how they'd send them even... I get the idea you said before, like there was a charm on the house, so he had to stay there. Yep, he has to go back. But after the fact, like why send him back to those fucking pricks? What do you mean after the fact? Like, Like, uh, I understand he had to grow up there. Yeah, but now that he's been introduced to the wizarding world, why? it's until his uh, he comes of age, which is seventeen in the wizarding world. So he has he has to go back there till he's seventeen, for the protection to work. And that protects him only while he's there, or throughout the entire only year? while he's there. Okay. So in the summer is when he's gone. So say he stayed at Hogwarts during the summer, he'd be vulnerable. I guess well, Hogwarts is pretty. It's weird. It's, it's not <laughs> safe, but it's not. safe. <laughs> but it is. Seems like every fucking year there's something terrible. I know. It makes you wonder, there. like, how? Because everyone always says like it's the safest place in the world, and it's <laughs> like, well, what the fuck's the rest of the world like, man? Are the people just dying, like, it's like Chicago, but all the, yeah, exactly. all the time in the Wizarding World. <laughs> and my, I mean, the big, the glaring thing for me in this one, watching it again, was Lockhart. Anytime he says anything, he's getting side-eye looks from the professors. Yeah. How the fuck did he get that position? Because in the book, Harry and Ron, I think Hermione likes... Hermione has a crush on him. All the girls like him. But Harry and Ron at one point ask Hagrid, they're like, how did did this happen, essentially? Mm. Because he's a terrible teacher. He doesn't know shit. Right. And he goes, he was the only man for the job, like... He was the only one that applied. Okay. And I think I might have told you last time that the job's cursed, technically. Yeah, you did mention that. So, like, no, it's starting to get out that, you Okay, know, so nobody wants the job to begin with. Nobody wants the job. Okay. And he took it because he could promote his books <laughs> and his... <laughs> yeah. And obviously, he's a big fraud. And you can tell, even in the book, you can tell he's just full of shit. Yeah. Like, he's just... But his, like they said at the end of the movie, like the thing he is actually great at is memory charm. So obliviate is what the curse is. And he just happened to pick up Ron's he basically, busted yeah. wand. But he steal he like basically confunds these people into telling them his story, their stories, and, and then he makes them forget it. Makes them forget it and takes them as his own. Right. Because in the book, like every there's a book list. It's like he's every subject has like one book, like history of magic and potions, and like they're all specific. And his dark defense against dark arts, he has like nine books, and they're all like <laughs> they're all like alliteration to like travels with trolls. And so, do they go into his exploits in the book at all? Not much. Okay, because they didn't really say. He's a great wizard. He brags about like you know like getting rid of things and stuff. And same with her, he says like. Weren't you? Who says it? McGonagall. She's like, weren't you saying just yesterday you you knew where the ch- or maybe maybe Snape says it where he's like you knew where the yeah, entrance yeah. to the chamber of secrets. And that's was. when he tries to bail. Yeah and, yeah, and like same with like early and he's like, when the cat was hanging there and he's like, if I could have been there, I could have reversed the curse right then and there. It's like he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He doesn't right. know anything. He's just full of shit. He's a con mm. artist. Yeah, for sure. But uh, it's funny because his. You don't. You won't see it when we get to that movie in book five, sort of Order of the Phoenix. There is a scene, and it is in the movie too, where you go to the. There's like a wizard hospital. It's called Saint Mungo's. 
uh, hospital for like magical maladies and something else. I don't remember. It's a long name. Right. Well, Harry and Ron have to go there and Hermione for a reason. I won't spoil, but they went. They didn't send the uh, petrified people there. And this one, they kept them in Hogwarts. No, well, they probably could have, but they don't. You don't really know of that. So maybe the universe wasn't expanded to her yet. Okay. Maybe she hadn't thought of that part yet. But there was like a hospital for like even Muggles go there that have been involved in magical things like okay. curses. They'll go there and they fix them and send them back from sure. the world. They probably fuck with their memories. <laughs> but Lockhart, they run into Lockhart in book five. I don't think it's. Oh, as he's I don't think it's never, from... He's never going to recover. He's like basically just lost. He <laughs> okay. just he doesn't know who he is. Well, karma's a bitch, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting because in book five, it's kind of like holy shit, it's Lockhart. Like, <laughs> yeah, I but I don't think it's in the movie unless there's like a deleted scene or something. But which I wonder. I know these movies are long enough. I wonder if there are deleted scenes we could watch. Kind of funny. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, it has a whole second disc of special features. Oh, Jesus, so. yeah, probably. Um. Yeah, going through, I guess chronologically with this with this movie specifically, things I noted like. Um, so like the house elf Dobby in the beginning of the house where he makes the pudding fall on the woman's head. They have like house elves are actually super like powerful and magical. They're just not allowed to use magic. Right. They are really skilled. I don't know why they are. They don't really go into that in her. She doesn't go into the backstory of that. But there's a reason. Remember when he like is hitting himself with a lamp and shit? Yeah, to self because yeah, you pun- you have to punish yourself if you talk bad about your masters or if you like break rules like that. Because he's breaking. I mean, he's not supposed to be there. The Malfoys didn't send him there. See that that was what I thought. I thought he was sent there to Harry, prevent Harry. Harry thinks it's a prank too. He thinks it's somebody because when Fred and George come in the car in the book. They're like, is there anybody that would have been maybe like trying to play a prank on you? And he's like, and Ron immediately is like, Malfoy. Yeah. And it's funny because he's actually right, even though he's just guessing. That's Malf. That is, Dobby belongs to the Malfoys. But Dobby's <coughs> intentions were all good. Were all truistic. Yeah, he's he's one of the most altruistic people in the Earth. People, altruistic <laughs> beings in the story. He just has a fucked up way of showing it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. He he means well, and he. He plays does he come p- back? Yeah. He does? Okay. We see him a couple times. In the books, you see him in book four, six, briefly, and seven. He doesn't... He's not in Goblet movie, though, is he? I don't remember him being in there anyway. He's the one in the that gives Harry the gillyweed to go swimming in the in the Triwizard Tournament. You know, go into the, into the lake and breathe was underwater. It? In the book, In the book, he gives it to him. I thought in the movie it was uh, Neville. It is. In the movie, it is Neville. Okay. And Neville actually gets the book from Professor Moody, who's not Professor Moody. Right. To, he does it on purpose so that he'll give it to Harry. Yeah, but yeah, But then yeah. Dobby ends up finding it out and giving it to Harry. Okay. And then book six, they use him. Harry uses him as like a spy because he works for the school. He's a, The house elves actually are like the peop, The people. It's like the, it's like John, it's like Denzel Washington all over. Again. Yeah. Uh, no one's gonna know what I'm talking about except you and I. Yeah. But he he uses him to spy on somebody because he works he works in the kitchens for Hogwarts. So Hogwarts when the food comes up, that's actually House I was sending that up. Okay. That's kind of a bigger thing in the book four, but the movie doesn't use it do much with it. It's not a huge story. 
Do they give any backstory as to how a uh, elf becomes a house elf or a slave elf or whatever you want to call it? As far as I know in the books, like, you're born. I mean, if you say, I'm sure Dobby works for the Malfoys. I'm sure his mother or father okay. worked for the Malfoys. It's so, just I mean, generational. It's just how you are. It's like slavery. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was kind of leaning into. Essentially. And I know they don't, she doesn't specifically, like, ever I mean, say it's based on modern you there's know metaphors or allegories or yeah whatever there's you want to call it's, them to, it's slavery essentially yeah now the clothes the clothing free freeing them i don't know what that's based on it's just kind of interesting and like he tricks harry tricks malfoy at the end to give him the fucking right, diary right. with the sock in it i mean it seems a little a little like <laughs> not by the book or it's like oh it just accidentally like What's the standing? Is somebody could could a judge rule on this at the yeah, Supreme Court? Like, right. oh, uh, Dobby versus Lucius Malfoy. I think I'm gonna rule with Lucius here. Or like, is it just a piece of clothing breaks whatever curse I think or it charm. Just, I think or it's like, I think it fuck. is some sort of almost like a curse. Yeah. Kind of. But they're really strong, actually, and they prove it. I'm trying to remember what the movie is. There's a couple of how. There's another house up that's important later in the story that you've never met or heard of. Okay. And I'm trying to think. Like, I'm pretty sure he's the only one I've seen. In yeah, Dobby. In Goblet, there is one called Winky who works for the Crouch family, which is the family of the the bad guy that's pretending to be Bat- Mar- Mad Eye Moody. Oh yeah, yeah. But the movie ignores it completely. They they change stuff. I, when we get to Goblet of Fire, I'll explain more. That movie changed a lot of stuff, and that I but I a... understand why because it is kind of a weird complexity where it's like it's kind of probably easier the way they did it. Right have to pay as much for effects and like another actor do voices and it's kind of confusing book makes it make sense but she like it's not like i ever read her and i'm like what the fuck is going on like <laughs> right it's not like i'm reading i'm reading dune now and i'm like what the fuck is happening <laughs> yeah. like I, when i even when i watch the movie together i'm not gonna know what the fuck's going on <laughs> it's confusing as shit sure now the car like i get the it it has an invisibility thing, and people saw it. The thing I don't get is it drives away after they crash land into the tree. Yeah. And then just shows up when they're at it the It seems like a deus spiders. ex machina type a situation. Bit, yeah. In the book, that does happen as well. And when they see the, when they see it pull up when they're in the spider den, Harry or whoever, I think it's from Harry's perspective, he's thinking it looked wild as if it had been like, controlled by the jungle yeah (laughs) so i don't know it doesn't make actual sense i guess it is a does the car come back because i mean they it drops them off at school and or back at hagrid's place and then drives off you never see it again i don't think in the story not that not that i remember so because they go what's funny is the forest takes place like every book has a scene in the forest except like I think half blood prince maybe doesn't but there's always a scene where like either harry sees some conversation and flies his broomstick over like there's one that happens with that there's one book seven there's a big scene that happens in the forest book five like every book book three there's i mean there's always something the forest always weirdly has a role in the in the story is there ever an overarching explanation as to why the dark forest is the dark forest is it well it's funny that you mentioned in the book they call 
the for, it's called the Forbidden Forest. So it's funny even to know. I noticed that tonight in the movie where Ron says, that, "Now that you the say Dark that, Forest." Didn't they call it the Forbidden Forest the, in the first one? That's what it's called in the books. It's always been the that's Forbidden right, but Forest. They, they did say Dark Forest in this movie. Yeah, they did. That's weird. I don't know why that was, but every yeah. I feel like, from what I understand, everything that's kind of not wanted, or like monsters and creatures, gets shunned away into the forest, and students aren't allowed there, supposedly. So, like, okay. the centaurs are there, the, the spiders, the unicorns. unicorns. Okay. The unicorns are valuable. I mean, centaurs are valuable. They're all, I don't know if the spiders are, but. <laughs> right. But then there's, like, all sorts of shit out there. I mean. And you did say the spider comes back eventually, right? Yeah, I did write that down. Aragog, you Aragog. don't. S- Spoiler, you don't see him in alive. It, there's Hag- in book six there's a big scene. I don't want to spoil this part for you, but in book six there's a there's a scene where Hagrid Hagrid kind of warns Harry ahead of time that like he he breaks down once and Hagrid, Harry's like, What's going on? All, I think Harry running her mind there. He's like, Aragog, he's he's dying, you know, and they don't say what he's dying of, but it plays a factor at his funeral. Harry Hagrid has a funeral for him and Harry has somebody there that he needs to be there. Like We'll get there, Dom. Okay, he he does make another appearance in and, way it, former, but fashion. as a but as a corpse, <laughs> but actually weirdly plays an important role in something. Gotcha. And then I going into it, I did remember that Ginny 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 was the one that wrote all the messages and shit, but I did not remember that Lucius had put the book yeah i wrote that down because that that actually kind of confuses me too now that you say that i was trying to remember back to that scene at the beginning i don't remember him slipping a book in there so if you look they show like a close-up i catch it the last few times i've seen it but lucius when he's talking shit to the kids which is just a weird thing to do (laughs) yeah for sure like red hair vacant faces (laughs) vacant expressions and shabby books like basically yep. he picks up the book and makes fun of how tattered shit it is. books or whatever when he puts it back when arthur arrives there's two books there's a black book behind it yeah i didn't, I didn't catch that at all i don't even know if harry i think it feels like harry kind of notices it but like it's for the audience if you've read the books yeah yeah because yeah. in the, do they in the say book it explicitly in the book you he it just says he puts the books back it doesn't like okay she plants it but like you don't i didn't know at the time when i read it Gotcha. So, so that's the, that's the diary of Tom Riddle, who is Lord Voldemort. And what's funny is, I wrote this down. It's the first Horcrux we see. Right. We don't know it's a Horcrux until four books later. And I know the. It's a shard of his soul. Yeah, the base outline of what a Horcrux. And Harry destroyed one of the Horcruxes without knowing he did it. So then, my next question is, in the first one, they kind of killed Voldemort's bodily form i guess because he was yeah as quirrell's body Quirrell. and then they killed the memory of him in this one how is it just horcrux after horcrux after horcrux well, that not a horcrux harold quirrell no. was just like his part of his soul was around i don't even know exactly how that works but i can't i mean the third one third one he's not even that's one of the few books this he's not of, even in is he hmm and it's it's all about Sirius and Lupin and, and Peter Pettigrew, Pettigrew is Scabbers. That's, yeah, that's Ron's mouse or rat yeah, or whatever. Voldemort. That's right. Book three and book six physically, you never see Voldemort in the f- 
present. Book six, there's a lot of past stuff, which right. is why I love that book. So the next time you actually see... Goblet. Is Goblet. At the okay. end of Goblet, when he actually takes And that's his true form. Yep. But one thing that's always confused me is that... Is that... I was I even Googled it. It's like, why did Lucius put the diary there? Like, why did he give them the diary? And it was... He wanted the chamber to be opened. So he knows... that Lucius knows of the chamber, even though he... There's a memory in the book. I think it's from one of Harry's memory, or not Harry's memories, but like uh, it's either from Snape's memory or his dad's memory. So they're the same age. Lucius went to school with them, but he's a little older. He was like a prefect when they Lucius were. Lucius like, went to school with Harry's Harry, parents. Harry's parents, but okay. he was older. He was probably like three or four years old. Right, right. So he doesn't. He didn't grow up with Voldemort like Hagrid did, as we can see in this movie. Like Hagrid's the same age as him, roughly. Right. Maybe a couple years younger. No, that's that's school- a good question. How would he know about? Well, he was chain? a Death Eater, which is Lucius was in Voldemort's inner circle back when he was a power. So he was just Voldemort just like Snape. Told Snape him was about a, it. Which is weird because Voldemort's so untrusting. He doesn't really tell people things very much, not real things. Right. So you never get the backstory of exactly how he came in possession of it. If he, because yeah, he never, people so so very few people know what Horcruxes are. That like, I'm sure Lucius doesn't even know what a Horcrux is. Right. He's probably just like, here's this, keep this safe. Because there's other things he does that with people. Like there's other, especially in book seven, you'll be like, oh my god, there's one here and one there. Or it's kind of like, wow, he was kind of reckless. <laughs> but everyone's so afraid. That's the thing with Voldemort's followers. They worship him. But they're he, terrified of him as well. Because he is as brutal to them as he is to the people that oppose him. Right. So, like, it's almost like, why why do... I don't... Obviously, none of us were around or know what being in Hitler's high regime was. Right. I'm sure it was not pleasant to be his second-in-command or, you know, Goebbels and some of those propaganda people. Like, they probably got treated pretty fucking terribly, too. Yeah, you would think. So, it's kind of curious. Like, I don't know... Yeah, I mean... Because it's the fear. Yeah. Now, granted, Hitler was not magical like this person is, where it's like <laughs> right. he's clearly a talented wizard. Um, One question I had uh, yeah. was when they take Hagrid to jail and they relieve Dumbledore of his duties, Dumbledore says to Harry and Ron under the cloak, all you have to do is ask for help or something like that. Yeah, there will always is be help given to? to students who ask, who ask for, for it. it. What is what is that? Referring it plays to? a part later. It's about loyalty, and that's why Fox came to him. That's why he's, when Harry talks, when Tom Riddle's talking shit, the memory is like he has been driven away by the mere memory of me, and he goes, "Dumbledore." Dumbledore is the greatest wizard. Yeah, there will always be help given to those who ask for it basically he basically oh, okay. rimmed it. i didn't i didn't fox really... fox shows up i don't know if he was already like planned it was already planned <laughs> by dumbledore because dumbledore here i wrote a, this down actually phoenix is first time we see him fox is they're extremely loyal they're powerful and they're hard to domesticate yeah so like he's rare 
He's super rare. And his actual his Phoenix feather is in Harry's wand and Voldemort's wand. His it's the only two feathers yeah, he ever gave yeah, him. In fact, I do remember having that conversation. Ollivander kind of references it, even though we don't we don't know who Fox is at the time in book one, movie one. Mm-hmm. But that's why he shows up because like Harry was so loyal. He proved he was a Gryffindor then. You know, he's worried about being am I really a Gryffindor? Yeah. That's why he pulled out the Gryffindor sword out of the sorting hat. Which that I mean the sword just appeared. It's Gryffindor's like specific this plays into the Horcruxes. Not that that's a Horcrux, but there are specific items that are famous to each house. They play a factor later in the story. But no, I like the point I was making was the fox brings in the sorting hat or I don't know if it was the sorting hat. It was the sorting hat, yep. But it was empty when he caught it. It was. And then at what what happened that made the sword appear? I don't know what the magic is. These are some of the things where it's like, I don't. It's the same thing answer. in last one, how the sorcerer's stone ends up in his pocket. It's loyalty. It has to do with like what's in your heart and your loyalty. Like it, it, the sorcerer's stone was like, Harry wanted it, but not, to, not use. to use it. Whereas Quirrell wanted to use it to bring back Voldemort. Right. So like the mirror is so magical. And so I want to say like, um, not ethical, but like, it like has it's a, like a morality, a morality. Yeah, it's like a morality <laughs> compass of it or something. Yeah. Where it's not. I know it's not perfect, but it's a fantasy story. No, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just trying. No, to no, I understand. Wrap my head around it a little bit. But that's the thing with the sword and the sorting hat is like, it plays a factor. The sorting this, the sword plays a factor, a big part in book seven. So you said each house has a as item. Do the, as like, does the, weirdly, the Chamber of Secrets. You never hear of it again till book seven. Oh, it does come back, though. Briefly. There is a scene. I won't spoil, but there's something. There's a chapter literally called, and towards the end of Deathly Hallows, called the Battle of Hogwarts. There's a fucking war happening at the school, essentially. So I can see how and the chamber could Harry, come into play. Ron and Hermione get separated from Harry doing their own they're trying to do their own separate not that they're upset they're with each other they're trying to actually each destroy something they're each on separate quests if you will okay and ron and hermione ron's idea is to go down there because of something that's there which what is there is the basilisk fangs which are the they destroyed a Horcrux before. They're trying to destroy Horcruxes. Okay. So he so thinks. I think that can be used. Yeah, in, uh, he realizes ones. if that can destroy one, those probably can destroy any of them. There's gotcha. some. There's certain th- items that can destroy them for some reason. I don't know why. What basilisk things have specific to them, but that one does. Gotcha. Now, what was? Lucian gives the diary to Ginny. Yep. What was his goal at the time? Just to to open the chamber of secrets and have and that will, uh, kill mudbloods, essentially. That so his goal wasn't to bring Voldemort back at that point. He doesn't know that. That's a th- I don't think he knows. From what I understand, from what I've read and stuff, like it doesn't seem like he had any idea about Voldemort's soul because. Nobody okay. knows about the Horcruxes. Okay, really, yeah, almost yeah, barely right. anybody does. And then, what was what was afflicting Ginny when she was in the chamber? Like she so, wasn't petrified. Nope. So what happens to her in the book? They explain it better. 
when she goes, Harry, I didn't, you know, in the book, yeah. in the movie there, she's like, I didn't realize, you know. It was me, but I, I didn't know. In the book, in fact, in the book, it's funny because after they go to Flourish and Blots, which is the bookstore in the mm. beginning of the movie, when they're heading, there's a few scenes in between where they're still at the borough, which is where the Weezes live, the nickname for their house. Um, excuse me. They go to leave. They take the car, the because remember the car gets flown later. Yeah, they yeah, actually yeah. drive the car legally to Kings Cross Station, and they turn back a couple times because Fred forgot something and Percy forgot something, and it says there's literally a line in the book. It's how good she is at planning little things. Jenny shrieked that she forgot her diary. At the time, you don't think anything of that. That's in like chapter eight, and then chapter twenty three. It's like. Oh, this fucking diary is. She's the one. If you oh wait, so they go from Diagon Alley back to the house and then to the. Yeah, that is. They don't go straight to school in the book. Okay. In well, the book, I mean, they go, I understand no, no, why they would cut that, that out. Yeah, they but... cut a lot of the early stuff in the books gets cut out. Yeah. In fact, by book six and seven, the Dursleys are. I think they're shown very briefly in book seven, and it's just them leaving. Gotcha. It's not even anything to do with Harry. Like, they're not actually important like especially when you're trying to make a movie two hours and ten minutes as opposed to three (laughs) right so yeah there's a scene i don't remember exactly what's in between in those books but harry when they're back at the borough when they're leaving like yeah she says like Ginny shrieked i forgot my diary and at the time you don't think anything of it and they make another trip and they're running late and that's when they rush through and that's why when remember Harry and Ron are like it's eleven o'clock it's that's, left that's what I that's th- why it was cut so close is because in the book they were running behind because see initially I thought like at eleven o'clock the nine and three quarters gate shut I think it does I think it actually does okay because the train leaves then right so there's no but it sense shuts to, to the people in. coming in I don't think it shuts so like Arthur so and Molly should be able say, to get out they did say mom and dad can't get out they that's, that's what they why figured. They left. But but it in the book especially like Snape and McGonagall implore to them at the school when they're getting mad at them, they're yelling at them again at the beginning of the school year like you could have just waited for your parents right like you didn't have to do that we wouldn't you wouldn't have just not been allowed to come to school like you should <laughs> yeah. they basically didn't think logically they thought you know irrationally yeah so I mean it makes a good story to see them fly a car and yeah it's a nice little action piece but and that happens in the book but yeah it's interesting because they just thought logically that wouldn't have happened um a couple of things i want to mention quick loot in the beginning when harry uses that powder and goes to the wrong place diagonally yeah diagonally <laughs> he goes to nocturne alley and the store he flies into this is what I suppose I thought the movie showed this. There might be a deleted scene actually. He's in a store called Borgen and Burks. It's a dark Nocturnalia is for dark wizards. It's funny that this would be like a segregated like it'd be like <laughs> if like East Town was like dark and like Yeah. Downtown was normal, like it'd be fucking weird. You'd expect it to be something like East and West Germany where there's a big old yeah, wall yeah. separating them. So several of the items in the store, play a book part in book six. As I said, that there's they a mirror. showed in the movie. They show two of them in the movie. I remember one is them the hand playing focus on a hand and like a skull and a. The hand is 
in in the book it's called the hand of glory and what that is it's it's there's a funny thing because the malfoys show up when harry is there in the book and there's a, i swear there's a deleted scene because i know i've seen it yeah where harry's walking out and he's like oh shit there's people coming in so he hides in a cabinet see i thought i was like half i think i've seen that scene too because i was yeah. expecting he hides to... in a cabinet his glasses are broken he's kind of can't see well and he hears Lucius Malfoy. That's the first time you see Lucius with Draco. And Draco is looking at stuff, and the shop owner says to him, Oh, I see your son has good taste. And it's like... That's, I seem to remember seeing... It's the Hand of Glory, which is the hand that closed on Harry's hand. And what that is, is it's a... It says, for thieves and plunderers, <laughs> which is not a good thing. Basically, it gives light to anyone... It's, it creates darkness around the person and light only to that person. So, like, if you wanted to steal something, it could, like, create a blackout, but only okay. you can see because of that hand. And I remember the great line by Lucius in the book is, like, I'd hope my son turns out to be more than a thief and a plunderer. He <laughs> <laughs> goes, but judging by his marks. And then, of course, Malfoy, because this is how he is, he's like, yeah, but they seem to favor all the kids like Granger. You know, you bitches about Hermione and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, they really laid into the fucking mudblood mud shit they in this one. go a little heavy on it. So, But the other things that are mentioned, or they're in the scene in the book at least, there's a necklace. You don't see it in the movie, but there's a necklace that's sitting there. It's like pearl looking. And it says, has claimed the life of, lives of 37 muggles to date. It's cursed. So if you touch it, you die. If that's you're how a bad muggle? It, I think or if anybody. anybody touches it. Oh, okay. It. So it's like just literally like a murder weapon. <laughs> and then the other one, and it plays a part in book six. And then there's the vanishing cabinet, which Harry hides in when the Malfoys come in in the book. And I think in the deleted scene. See, I feel like I've seen that scene And the before, vanishing right? cabinet plays a huge part in book six. The, I almost, because I'm almost it's used, positive it's I've used, seen that in It's used film. to help deploy the people in to murder Dumbledore. Now, that being, did how the fuck uh, they say enunciate when you go into the fucking fireplace? Yeah, I don't know. What, in the book, I don't think he says it quite even as close. He in the book, he he throws the shit down before he says it, and it causes him to like gag. Okay. Because the soot. So I think he actually is like, like he kind of is coughing almost. Right. So in the book, they kind of in the movie they. they I mean, they they it. made a point with Ron going first. Die gone alley. Yeah, and then diagon, and then he goes diagonally. diagonally. <laughs> and and also he says like diagonal or something. Yeah, and then but he ends up that, in it, nocturne, which doesn't sound. That the doesn't same. make sense either. But in the book, it's more about him. He kind of coughs because okay. he, he he almost inhales. He never like inhale like water or like something. Oh, yeah. just kind of choke. That's what he does in the book. So I think it, the book does it better, where it's like, because he still says it decently it's not like he's like nocturnally i mean diagon alley would, uh, makes sense to go to diagon alley still instead of nocturne you know what's cool is i actually liked it looked like something from like uh i know this sounds kind of odd do you remember in the movie they showed briefly the the arrow sign that says nocturne alley with the brick yeah that alleyway yeah, it kind of yeah, reminded yeah. me of something from like the yellow submarine or something i don't know why that's like it, was, <laughs> wow, it a... looked beetle it like the the way it looked is very 60s ish and i was like that's kind of cool actually yeah, it's very I... british like i i mean uh, yeah i didn't put that together but i don't know why it just i don't think it's like an homage to that just what it reminded me of 
I mean, Christ, yellow submarine. But I just like how all those people are just like, what you doing here, boy? Like, none of them Follow recognize me. him. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's got this pretty fucking relatable scar. He's like the most famous person in the world. Um, What else did I write? Lucius Malfoy, perfect casting. Jason Isaacs. Don't know him from anything else except Peter Pan, which I never saw, but he Do just, the, with the hair and everything, he just, he's the, the enunciation. He always plays kind of a secondary character. Remember? His enunciation's perfect, which is like, Clearly, they must be paying you overtime, <laughs> but apparently not. But like, then, so it's what, so what is his job? Because he said to Ron's dad, "I'll see you at, at work. work." I don't think you ever get his job. As weird as it sounds, he works for the ministry for a while because he does have a downfall. I, I know shit goes off the he rails a towards the end. Yeah, he. So I've listened. Nerd alert here. I've listened to. On the ringer, the binge mode, Harry Potter. I mentioned in yeah. the first podcast. Um, his family is generationally wealthy. So the house Clearly. he lives in has been there for... And you eventually visit his manor. Malfoy he's, manor like the, he's the Lannisters of the fucking... Yes. Malfoy Manor plays a factor later in the story, too. And it just is a scene, the scenery of where something happens. Sure. Um... I think his job's probably fine. You don't ever hear what it is, but he's he's just old money rich. They're not the smartest people. Like they're not any better than anybody. But they're the really. most prejudiced. Yeah, and actually, I wrote this down on that pod. I learned too, according to Pottermore, her her site thing. There's like a because he mentions about or Hagrid says something when when Hermione gets called a mudblood. Which in the book she actually doesn't know what that is. She doesn't find out until after the fact. Ron's the only one. Ron's the one at the, the cabin that's like, she's like, I don't even know what that means. And he goes, it's like a filthy word for, it's the worst of the terms for people right. that are muggle-born. So when she's showing her like teary-eyed in the movie, like she doesn't even know what that is at that point. It's just, right. just, just for effect for some reason. Cheesy in my opinion, but whatever. Yeah. So according to this pod and their research, there's 28 pure blood families that are purely pure blood left in the entire wizarding world. The Malfoys are one of them. And the wizarding world is worldwide. Yes. Okay. Um, and so they were joking on this, on the pod about like, can you imagine the dating apps for them? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking cousin again. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, yeah, we even talked. There's to, some inbreeding. There has we, to be. We had that conversation on the yep. last one where it's kind of like the British royalty bullshit. Yeah. I'm sorry, my phone. Um, but yeah, it's like even Harry, like Harry's a half blood. Snape, that's the thing that's beauty of it, is like Harry, Snape, and Voldemort are all half bloods. They're all very intricately linked. In the story, the, those three in particular, Partic- they're not or- related. Well, actually, Harry and Voldemort, I think, are very distantly, distantly related. Actually, in a weird way, I can't remember how. It has to do with some the Deathly Hallows play a part in that. Yeah. They're not like cousins or something. Hey, cousins. Right, right. <laughs> but it's like something the more distantly they are actually weirdly related. Okay. But they're twenty there's twenty eight families and the Malfoys are one of them. That's like distinctly they made sure we're only mating and creating offspring. Are there any characters dogs. that we have met 
in these two movies that are part of those families? I Without spoiling anything? I mean, full family. Like, I guess the Weasleys are pure blood, but I don't think they're extended family. I'm sorry. I'm talking the full extended. Right. Their immediate family is pure blood. So, like, Arthur, Molly, the kids, their offspring that you learn of later, and, like, the people above them. Like they're all, but, I mean, they are going but, back several generations. Yeah, I mean, there might be some breaks. And how old is Dumbledore? Do we know exactly how? I think old I he looked once. So he, he, when he dies, he's like 120. 120. Okay. Voldemort's like in the 70s. By the end of the story, um, Magana, Snape's only like. He's as old as fucking late Harry 30s. Potter's. Parents yeah, yeah, the same been, age. Yeah. Like Sirius, Lupin, all the they're late thirties, early forties. Right. So Hagrid's got to be about Hagrid's 70. Voldemort's age. Yeah. So they don't age the same. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's why. And that's actually why I mentioned last time. I might have been wrong when I said like I think. I was like Hermione must die before like Ron if they end up together. You know, like, but at the same time, she, she has magical parts in her, so she might actually be better off genetically so she actually might live yeah, or longer i'd have to look that up because she seems to have answers for most things yeah that's right and sir you could say well maybe she just makes some this shit up on the spot blood. but <laughs> yeah her parents are both yeah you asked me that were those her parents they were looking at and it's like yeah that was they're both dentists that seemed like a deliberate cut so yeah. i assumed it was them, really i think but... it's the only time you really see them they might be in book three in the book briefly like you never hear from them Right. In fact, in book seven, there's kind of a heartbreaking, like, nothing happens to them, but when they go on their mission to end Voldemort, she actually, like, changes their memory to not know they have a daughter. Right. Is to she protect can, them from... Oh, I think I mentioned last time. Yeah. She can modify it, and they never say if she does, but I'm sure she does. Yeah, and I, I mean... <laughs> it, it's I just at the beginning watching the kids from start off as hey Harry hey, yeah to, hey Harry yeah, especially when Ron <laughs> pulls up in the car and Ron like, was the most hey hiya Harry it's just like what the hell he man? was the most different Did you I think. smoke like six packs of cigarettes <laughs> right. like what happened dude but every single one of them balls dropped yeah in for between sure. movie one and movie two it was kind of funny yeah, all the boys for sure I don't know. Hermione sounds the same, I guess, but I guess yeah. she doesn't have balls. But I guess she sounds a little... I mean, girl's still kind of deep in a little bit. A little bit. Not as... It's not as noticeable, for sure. A couple of things I laughed at. Uh, when the first scene where they see the Chamber of Secrets has been open, Enemy of the Air Beware, or whatever. Yeah. And Hermione goes, it's written in blood. And I, I just think, was like, how, how do you, do you know, know that? that? <laughs> is there a forensic unit here? Speaking like, of that. Are you a serial killer? Where did Ginny get the blood? Or Ginny get the blood to do In the do book, that? they do. They have a little more insight of that. In the, book they, in the movie, they show it briefly, but they never mention. Do you remember when Hagrid comes into the office and he goes, this, Professor Dumbledore, I swear, Harry, uh, I can vouch yeah. for him. He's holding like a rooster. <laughs> I do, yeah. I, or a chicken or a yeah. rooster. I think it's a rooster in the books. Somebody's been killing the school roosters and taking their like. Oh like, shit! I in the book they mention it. There's like they've been taking like blood. Okay. And it ends up so what happens to Ginny in all these times? She explains it better. I never really elaborated on that when you asked earlier. 
towards the end of the movie, the Weasleys are there too in that final scene. Like not the final scene in the chamber, but the final scene in Dumbledore's office. They bring them in because all the all the students like Weasleys? Ar- no Arthur and Molly, the oh, parents okay. with Ron and with Hermione. Oh, I don't think Hermione's there actually. Oh, yeah, she might be, but to explain, like, I you know what surprises me most, he says, is like how Lord Voldemort was able to possess Ginny to do his bidding. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And he's like, you know, and she yeah, explains. That's, I, I, we didn't talk she, about that, how she, she got like possessed. She gets like possessed because she tells Harry a couple times. There's a couple times in the books where she comes up to tell them something. And Ron's kind of a dick, like, Ginny, get out of here, you know, kind of like. Yeah, and like, the older brother. She, like she basically tells him at the end, like, I wanted to tell you that. I was disappearing. Like I couldn't remember things for hours at a time. So she was the one that was, she wasn't petrifying them. I was a snake. Right. But she, but she was like assisting him, like writing in blood and like killing roosters and getting the blood for him and stuff like, and writing it. Like she was kind of his servant, even though she didn't know. And she's not right. bad, obviously like she's just a kid, but there's no explanation. Just but Harry knows in the story, in the book, in the diary, she's been writing to Tom Riddle about how much she loves Harry and about how great Harry the Chosen One is. And because of what he's learning, because he knows he's Lord Voldemort, that she's talking about defeating the Dark Lord. Oh, God. He wants an okay. interest in her and him. So he basically, that's why she throws, when Morning Murder's like, the they threw the away. diary at me, Ginny did that. Right. The boy, the movie does a bad job explaining some of that. That's actually a really that- like, good reminder that's where the movie does suffer is that doesn't some of those things is like if you didn't know yeah there's no explanation that doesn't make sense whether she, i mean she so Ginny threw the diary at moni myrtle yeah they showed Not, her at, she just threw it in the bathroom at one like. point throwing it in the toilet which is where oh Morning yeah they do. lives that's i right. guess but i think i might have been getting a piece of pizza then there was no the explanation as to how the diary possessed Ginny because she started writing in it Okay. Yeah. There just was like no... with Harry. Yeah. Just with the, with Harry, with the ink comes in. Like right. it somehow got her obsessed with it, and and she would fight against it. I don't know what kind of curse it is. It's dark magic. Is it just a fucking drawing? Because Harry just randomly writes into this empty book. Like, what made him do that? He, the one thing he mentions is in the book. It doesn't say. Memory looks in the movie. It says Tom Arvillo Riddle. It doesn't say that. It says T.M. Riddle. And he knows the name. He's like, I feel like I know this name. And there's a detention earlier in the book when him and Harry, or him and Ron, are cleaning up. Uh, it's after Ron throws up slugs. So he has oh, another yeah. slug attack. Yeah. Later that day, that detention. And they're cleaning services for the school, like awards. And T.M. Riddle had a trophy. And Ron's like, I remember that name. Okay. And here's the point. This is a funny thing to me. I put a big asterisk. Isn't there a danger of not sharing with the community that Tom Riddle is Lord Voldemort? <laughs> you would think so. It's right? so weird to me. It's like Voldemort like, knows, or not Voldemort, Dumbledore knows. I'm sure a lot of people know. I don't think many people do because even Harry, in the book at least, Dumbledore says to Harry at the end of the book, not a lot of people know that. Lord Voldemort was once a student called Tom Riddle. And it's like, why don't people know this? Right. That would be like, that's why the fear of like them not teaching things like the Holocaust. If you stop teaching that, people aren't going to know about it. 
most I mean, definitely. It's and, scary to think of, and that's going to repeat itself if you don't teach about this shit. And what was his? He changed his name because his he was a half blood or something. So he's a half blood. His he even says in the book, and I think I mentioned a little bit in the last pod about his mom being a witch, but not being real powerful, and she became powerful. Yeah. She, his father's name is Tom Riddle, and he says it that in the movie even he says. You think I'd take my filthy father, right. muggle father's name, who abandoned my mother, basically, and his mother died when he was born. So, like, he grew up an orphan. Gotcha. So he, it's kind of like the allegory of Hitler supposedly being part, part Jewish. Like, there was a yeah. big part of, like, people that believe that. I don't know. I'd never seen those. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. A I lot mean, of people like to project what they Pushing up against what... Yeah, you project what you actually are afraid of or what you actually think. Like, Yeah. That's, yeah, that's... Not always, but a lot of these famous dictators or other things like that are... Most definitely. Usually people that are not telling you the truth, really. Yes, well... But I'm sure you can go to anybody's fucking genealogy and i'm sure somebody in my family's jewish somewhere oh yeah and i can't guarantee that i don't know any personally but like you know but i'm just saying like that same with their yeah yeah i mean not to say there's anything wrong with being jewish <laughs> just saying, <laughs> i'm just saying for our allegorical yeah 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 everything leads example. back to somewhere i mean that's what her story is really based on it's based on it certainly seems to be going nazis and jews essentially movies, it's yeah. pretty heavy-handed when you really think of it but not in a, I don't ever take it as like a, oh, that's disappointing. It's, it's, it's cool. She does it in an interesting way. And she just, she took some flack, actually. And you'll, when we do Azkaban next, you remember Lupin the Werewolf? Yeah. A lot of the werewolf rights stuff in these books has to do with HIV. That's what, Really? And HIV, people, HIV positive people got really mad. <laughs> Because they made it sound like it was an illness, like something that. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. I, and she I, didn't mean. I understand that she didn't mean it that way, and I. I mean. I think people, she misspeaks sometimes. People get riled up for stupid shit all the time. But I also know? understand if you were like HIV positive, be like, really, you just say this is some fucking illness that I'm a monster because they are monsters, kind of like. We're talking about werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? But as I'm saying, like I, I, think I, she, I know, I know what you're saying. She yeah. meant it in a. Good way, and some people took it out of context. No doubt. It was about the misconception of people that have that disease. Like, it is a disease. Because, really, what it is with werewolves, they get bit, and it's lycanthropy is what it's called. Yeah, and, I mean, it's vampirism. is the same fucking yeah. thing. It's... You know, it was actually <laughs> yeah. funny. I'd never considered to recently. Um, that pod, I re-listened to that pod that I listened to a few years ago, the Harry Potter that goes through each chapter sequence, like five chapters at a time. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people leading into book seven that thought Snape was a vampire. Because there were a lot of mentions in the books of him being like a bat at times. Like, And you notice in the movies he wears black all the time and always kind of like... I thought that... I just assumed that was a Slytherin thing at this point. A little bit. And he is just kind of... Maybe he's goth. I don't know. Speaking of that, but but it's just interesting because like there's a lot of people that describe him in the books different times like 
like Trelawney, the member of the lady with the big glass, the prophecy lady with the big glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thor is pretty serious death. She talks about like that overgrown bat Snape. Like everyone describes him as a bat. So, <gasps> excuse me. Going to book seven, a lot of people were convinced that like, oh my god, is maybe Snape's a vampire? Did they ever introduce vampires into this world? They're only mentioned in with Lockhart. One of his books is called The Voyages of the Vampires. So they they exist. But they're not in the but, uh, story. Okay. So they're they're a real thing. That's same surprising with wo- they didn't because same they with got... trolls and werewolves and well trolls made an appearance. Yep, trolls didn't make werewolves, an appearance. werewolves made an appearance. Werewolves made an appearance a couple times. Unicorns later, made an appearance. Later there's another. Uh, but I mean, yeah, there's yeah. a bad werewolf named Fenrir Greyback. And mermaids are in mermaid, mm-hmm. mermen, and mer- mermaids. Yeah. Um. Sphinxes. In book four, I don't know if they're in the movie, but I know there's a Sphinx. I don't remember a Sphinx. It's in the the maze at the end of the movie. Okay. I don't know if she's in the in the movie, but in the book, there's a there's a riddle essentially she gives. So there are. I mean, she pulls from a lot of different. She was a big fan of classics. A big fan of Mary Shelley and you know Bram Stoker. All these. But also like Greek classics. I mean, there's a lot of stuff from Aeschylus and different oh, stories yeah, I've haven't sure. read in a long time or never read. Yeah, and I I recognize all of them. I just can't place where like the Phoenix. I don't know where that yeah Phoenix from, or is like a that's Greek I mean, or that Roman is something or that some that is her like I think I saw or read her heard somewhere that that's like her favorite mythological creature. So that was important to her that's to have a... the Phoenix be. Dumbledore's bird. It makes sense. That was another question because I remember when they In were fact, the changing order of the Phoenix. I mean, that's like his anti-Voldemort yeah, army, essentially. When they were turning their animals into water goblins. Oh yeah. Everybody has was. In front of Hermione was like a gecko or something or an iguana or what the fuck. What was, what is Hermione's animal? I don't know in the, well, in the book, in book three, Azkaban, her actual animal that she buys is a cat, Crookshanks. You remember the cat, Crookshanks? Is that when she has the time twister yep. thing or whatever? Yeah, and then it okay. runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cat knows what Scabbers is. But that's not what she had in this one. I don't think it actually. That doesn't. I don't know why they had her have a iguana or a gecko or whatever. There was, it was some kind of lizard. I don't know what. Because it was. you know, like um, a lot of people, wizards, what actually represents them is their Patronus. Do you remember, like, expecto Patronum, yeah. and he's got a stag. Yeah. Hers is an otter. In the books. An otter. Of all fucking things. She has an otter. Harry has a stag. Snape has a doe. Harry's mom had a doe. Oh, look at that. <laughs> but what, I mean, what is, what do they call that? Like Harry's uh, Hedwig, his owl is. It's like your, it's like a pet kind of, but it's like your magical. Like, I mean, in other stories, like a witch or a wizard has a oh, familiar. Oh, familiar. Is that what they're called in no those? they're not a familiar it's not like vampire vampires have familiars i think a lot of times uh, witches do too because i know in uh not to bring it to a comedy but what we do in the shadows the tv show they have familiars well familiars for vampires are like people people that, True. 
but well, Castle, witches but have... in Castlevania, and get off topic a little no, bit. That's cool. But <laughs> Castlevania, like Symphony of the Night, there are familiars you can choose. There's like a skull. There's a bat. There's different things you can choose that attack I... people for you. They, right. They're they're on your side. So I don't know the mythology of a lot of that stuff. Okay. But the gecko, the iguana geckos doesn't mean anything. I don't know okay. why they chose that in the movie. But I mean, every single every one of them had an animal in front of them. Where usually people in the books have cats, rats, frogs, or birds owls. of some kind. Owls are like kind of a rich. I always thought ravens would have been. That would a make thing sense. Too. I guess Game of Thrones I mean, just, is what I'm thinking of. Like, yeah, send yeah. the ravens. <laughs> right, Sam. But and uh, owls are always like the delivery animals. Owls are delivery, but they're also like. People have money as owls usually, which is funny in this movie. I always laugh because and in the books, like Ron breaks his wand. Harry, you're fucking loaded. Yeah, Can, you not, Ron Ron Can you not buy Ron a Can you not buy Ryan? Hey Ron, here's pile Ryan. of gold and fucking Gringotts or whatever the fuck. Just it's, help a brother it's out. It's such a funny like <laughs> thing with that story. Is like so many times, especially in the book too. I think because remember Molly's in line and she's in love with the good locker. Like oh. Yeah. She stumbles. That part's hilarious. She stumbles all awkwardly. In the book, they mention she's like, oh, six, because all her kids are in school. Percy, Fred, George, Ron. Well, not all her kids. Five and, of her seven And they kids. made a point like, this is going to cost a lot. It's a like, well, we'll make it happen. Harry, stick yeah. a f- help a brother out. They're fucking. They just busted they you out d- of yeah. your prison for fucking. Yeah, sake. Harry's a fucking cheapskate, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'll buy the whole fucking. Uh, in the book, at least. Treat when, cart from the first one, but yep. I won't fucking buy That's a fucking buddy a wizard. The one good thing in the book, at least, is when Lockhart gives him the free books. He's like, free of charge. He gives them to Jenny to have. So how... In I the mean, movie, Molly goes, oh, I'll take those, Harry, and I'll sign. I'll get him signed for you, yeah. But in the book, he gives them to Jenny. Now, so he at least saves them. They make it abundantly galleys. clear in this one that Jenny has a crush on Harry. At what point does that get reciprocated? It does. I know I know in four or maybe it was five, I don't know. He's, five, he's interested in another girl. He's dating an Asian Cho, girl. Cho Chang. I haven't seen that. Which is funny because the actress is Icelandic. She's like a crazy accent. I don't know how to describe it. Okay. Well, she is well. Icelandic even though she looks Asian. I don't really understand it. Um it gets reciprocated. Eventually, okay. It's meant to be. It's like I Harry mean, and it's like Hermione and Ron. You know it's gonna happen, and you just don't know when. Just don't know when. They yeah, they're pretty heavy-handed. Where she gives in Harry one, a big they, old hug in this one, and then shakes Ron's hand. Yeah, in this like, one they like the overplay fuck? it early. I don't remember that happening in the book. Yeah, it's. I mean, they always kind of butt heads a little bit, but they're friends. I remember them button heads in Goblet quite a bit. Yeah. When she's like with oh, Crumb with the, or whatever, the yeah, dance Victor and Crumb, shit. Yeah, that's the first time it really comes to the forefront. Right. And then, <laughs> uh, but I, going back to you saying uh, Snape as a bat, when Harry and just in any situation where they have to run, lose the fucking robe, take that goddamn thing off. I know. <laughs> like what the fuck? Well, what's funny is you'll notice in the later movies books they don't really mention but in the movie especially azkaban half the movie they're like in normal clothes 
Not even like, like Hogwarts fucking. Yeah, like at the end of book three and then movie three, when they were like trying to like save Sirius at the end when they had to go to the time they use the time turn to go back. You might remember I, I remember I don't remember what they were wearing at the time. They were like wearing like normal <laughs> shirt and pants. Yeah, like really? she's wearing like a flannel, like it's like what the hell's going on? I guess they didn't care at that point. Like if I, if I was like like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Maybe. I'm fine with it. It looks more normal to me. But. but yeah, I mean, the basilisk is blind, so you can't make noise. Lose the fucking big old cloth you're wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does the rock thing, which I feel like is a ripoff. Well, maybe. I don't know if in the book if it happens. I feel like there's a scene in Mordor where Sam or Frodo throw a rock or something to trick something. I can't remember. Like the goblins, or not the goblins, but the orcs. I think you're right, yeah. I think there is like a rock scene where they throw a rock somewhere in an escape. He does the same thing there. I, I think of. that's been used in the. Oh, bunch I'm sure of it's shit, been in fantasy and probably in classics. To be honest, who knows? Let's see what other notes I got here. Oh yeah. Well, I mentioned Hermione maybe being a serial killer because she's like, "Is that blood?" <laughs> yep. Uh, polyjuice potion, which is what they use to turn the crab and goyle. I guess it's actually used a few times. I guess used in this book, book four. Moody loot uses it to pretend to be Moody. Does he use the same thing? That's what that is. It's to because that only lasted. I mean, he had to have done it over and over again. He does he? He keeps it. He keeps Moody like. I know he's locked in like a fucking chest. Trunk. Yeah, he keeps him in there. Book six is used in a sequence, and book seven it's used at the beginning of the movie. Um, the dueling club where Harry speaks to the snake. I believe. Oh, he's yeah, like, yeah. whatever. In the book, you hear it where he's like, get away. Like it, it reads it like he's saying it in English, and everyone's kind of looking horrified at him, and he doesn't understand. But the snake is still being aggressive towards that one kid? For a minute, and he kind of turns. Harry actually does stop it. But everyone, from their perspective, they're hearing Harry the way we do in the movie. Okay. But in the book, you actually, when Harry's speaking... You He's don't see it in some. To... You don't see it in some weird language. You just see it in like, like leave him alone, get away, you know. But it still. And looks then everyone's like kind of looking at him, and like Snape's looking at him, and everyone's and Ron and Hermione are like, "That's what the hell just happened." That know? was it. Yeah, that's a good point because they didn't. Which it makes sense Sna- in the movie to change it because otherwise it seems like what what. That would have been the first point that Snape realized that Harry had Parseltongue, right? Yeah, he would. And they didn't really pay that off. He knew it beforehand? He knew it then. Right then. Which should have probably freaked him out a little bit, It right? did. You could tell kind of, he kind of looks at him like, what the fuck? Like, but it didn't pay off in this movie. No. And I don't remember it paying off in the next, the ones that I've seen. It does pay off a little later. Does it? Like I said, Snape. But that, that should have been involved in this more story. shocking to somebody like Snape. Or even... I guess not everybody. Well, Dumbledore knows. I think him and Harry talk about it at some point. That's yeah, because they even have that conversation when uh, Dumbledore brings Harry up to his office and is like, "Is there anything you need to tell me?" And he still didn't tell him. Well, it seems like he clearly knows. Well, did you notice the similarities in Riddle's memory yes. where he goes? Is there anything Professor you need Dippet to tell me? Says to, well. In the book, it's not Professor Dumbledore. It's Professor Dippet, who is the headmaster. Right. Dumbledore was the transfiguration teacher then. He says, Tom, because Tom doesn't want to go home 
he wants to stay at Hogwarts because he's from an orphanage. And he says, so if the person who was in sh- releasing the monster were captured, would I be able to like stay? <laughs> he's like, Tom, do you know something? And he goes, no, no. Even though he knows because he's actually doing it. Right. That's why he turns Hagrid in because he hopes he can actually not stay. have to go home. Um. So I mentioned the diary is the Horcrux. I don't know if it's the first Horcrux he made, but it's the first Horcrux that's destroyed. Has come across. Um, and the memory you might not know this yet. Well, you actually know you saw Goblet, so you at least saw maybe. Do you remember in Goblet when they go into the memories and the fucking where Harry goes in Dumbledore's office into the memory that 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 it's called a pensive. Vaguely. And you see the memories of like. Barty is that Kurtz when you Jr. pull it out with the fucking wand? Yeah, it's like it. a memory okay, you pull yeah, out yeah. of your. Yeah, so you, it's kind of similar to that. Okay. I don't know exactly how they're related. Um. I wrote this down. When Hermione was petrified, do you think her, anyone told her parents? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Or like what if and what they told her, her parents? And how did any of the nurses or doctors or anybody who was looking after her miss that piece of paper that was locked in her hand? Yeah, I don't know about that shit. <laughs> that is a good point. Malfoy, um, when he shows up at Hagrid's hut, he's like, you call this a house, you know, talking yeah. shit. He's on the board of governors for the school. So there is a board of governors for the school that can actually, like... They did say that, yeah. And he, can like, actually, threatened to curse yeah. the families. Yeah, the so there's essentially he, he blackmailed all those people. But Which should be. I mean, how is there not an investigation into that? That's the thing. It's always a joke in the Harry Potter. It's like, how are the Malfoys not all in jail? <laughs> right, exactly. like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, you can look at the Clintons or the Bushes. Yeah, or, or any of these fucking you... people, yeah. At the end of the day, like... At the end of the story, you actually weirdly empathize with them. From what I understand, you emphasize with, or empathize with Draco. Draco especially, but even the parents a little bit. Really? The mom, the mom more than Lucius. Mom's more than Narcissa. She was in a, the actress. She just died last year. Kind of young too. She's only like fifty. She's in Peaky Blinders. I can't remember her name. She's good in it. She plays Narcissa. Narcissa. Well, you don't meet her until like the sixth, fifth, sixth. fifth or sixth. She might be in the fourth book briefly. They okay. meet her, but yeah, I don't remember. Even, but she's I don't the think main. You even she's, see Isaac's again. She is the, um, you do in the movies eventually. Not not in three or four. No. Okay. Maybe I was gonna say maybe in the Voldemort rebirth. I think wait, he, I, he yeah, is he, there. I think you're right. He might be at the end of Goblet. But he's definitely in order. He's definitely in Half Blood, and he's he's definitely in the last few. Okay. Because he's a. Death Eater. I mentioned Aragog. Uh, this is the first time you hear of Azkaban. Yeah. Which That's at the time, you don't Hagrid. even know what the book is called. Well, I had all the books. I had the first four books when I first read them. Got for Christmas. So I at least was like, oh, Azkaban. That's in the title of the next one. But you don't really know much about it. You don't know about Dementors yet or anything like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. You just know it's a prison. So, I mean, 
you saw the first one, you had read how many books when you saw the first movie? I'd read all four. So four were out. By the first, yep. So by this one, were there still only four? Yeah, she took a couple years between four and five. Five didn't get released until four was 2000, five was 2003. So she three years. Okay, that was the so biggest gap Azkaban was out before the fifth book came out then. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yes. Same year, actually. Okay. So you saw Azkaban before you read Order. Order. Phoenix. Yep. Now, all that like, being and said. And the final book came out when the Order movie came out. Jesus. She was just pumping them out. Yeah, she pumped <laughs> out seven books in 10 years. Hey, George. Yeah, I know. R. R. Martin, fucking take a, a fucking note. That being said, that the acting was better. It wasn't great. No, it wasn't great. But it was There's better. Still some rough spots. The adults are all pretty fine. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I still feel like the Dursleys are awkward. Yeah, some of the reactions are. The kids a little boy, oh. Draco was, I think, is the worst of the main kids. He just overacts. Yeah. Just, I am Potter. Yeah, he just can't go into a bookstore without <laughs> being recognized. Potter, like yeah. it's just like what the fuck, dude. How much more Quidditch is in the movies? Three is a little bit. Five might briefly, and that's about it. I mean, in the books. Well, Harry half the time Harry's either hurt or, or I mean, catches the golden snitch. <laughs> like he catches the snitch, he's hurt, or he's um. Like suspended because in book five he gets in some trouble with the Umbridge, who's like the She's dictator the teacher. Yeah. yeah. So like he actually gets banned from Quidditch for life, according to her. Even though that doesn't really happen. But and then book seven, they're not even at school. Right. So yeah. he doesn't play a seventh year. And based on what the school's doing, I don't even know. If, I don't even know if Quidditch takes place in book seven. They never mention it. Right. Um. Couple of things I was gonna mention. The Slytherin, besides the very the destroying of Tom Riddle, which was not well CGI'd or whatever you want to call it, the actual chamber was kind of cool. Yeah, I that they aged pretty well with like the fucking statue snakes and the Salazar Slytherin with the, like the mirror. I said in the first one, like the the set pieces are pretty good. Were, are always good. It was the CGI. It got nominated for three BAFTAs. I didn't look up what they were, but I'm guessing it's something to do with those type of things, like set piece and yeah, maybe the, score. The even like the Quidditch, it was better. Still didn't yeah, it still look wasn't great. great, but it was okay. There were a few moments. The I remembered the Basilisk shit looking terrible, but it didn't. I thought it was. I thought the Basilisk fine. was fine as a kid. I just thought I remember Tom getting destroyed. The that diary was, that was memory. It was like, oh god! Like I did mention uh, Fox crying on. His yeah, roof. I missed that. I think I was looking at my that, phone. That was that looked terrible. Yeah, I imagine that wasn't good. But everything else, I mean, I mean, even some of the stuff with like the Cornish pixies looks like when she freezes them, yeah. it's kind of cool. They kind of have that troll look from the first one a little bit, but yeah. well, you know, like when Harry not... in the beginning of the movie is like 
trying to stop Dobby. Like when he's like Dobby, missing, it's yeah. like it's like clearly he didn't have anybody in the room with him. Probably. Yeah, he's he's playing against nothing. So it's like not really. I don't blame him. No. He's like thirteen years old. Because I think he is. I think he's like a year younger than me, and I think Emma Watson's two years younger than me. There's still time. There's still time, Emma, if you're listening. <laughs> She's single. I know she is. But yeah, it was. Like I said, I. Going into the whole thing, I thought this was the worst one that I had seen, but. It's not I didn't worse. hate it. No, it's not any worse. I mean, the ending does take. It's not as long as I remember it being with the Hagrid standing ovation. That, like, that was, doesn't yeah. happen in the book. I think they are like, there's a specific moment where Harry, Ron, and Hermione are like Hagrid and give him a hug and stuff. But it's not like the whole school is like, hey. <laughs> but I, I mean, I have that's the whole problem I had with the first one where, I mean, Dumbledore is giving preferential treatment to those three, and then Hagrid's hugging those three, just those three is like, yeah. oh my god, what the fuck? At least in the books, you get a better understanding where like. Hagrid is literally, like, actually their friend. Because he's not their teacher. I mean, he does become right. their teacher. But he's supposed to be, like, the caretaker of the entire yeah, school. Yeah, he's the caretaker. He takes care of the forest stuff. He takes care of the grounds, keys. But he's paying an awful lot of attention to these three students. Just like Dumbledore Fair. is as well. And McGonagall as well, also. Well, at least McGonagall's her head of house, so she kind of has a key. Yeah, but if you're... A reason. What about Percy? But you don't see... That's the thing in the books you don't see. She probably interacts with Percy plenty. You just don't really ever sure. see it because Percy's not important. But you don't know that these three are that important. Because you're always well, I mean, from... The, you know, Harry's but you're always from, that, you're always from their perspective. So like, you don't ever have classes where it's just Fred and George's classes. You that, know? That's fair. Because they're two years ahead, Percy's three years ahead. Right, but yeah. So I understand. I understand what you mean. If you're Fred and George, like, what the fuck is Ron getting all this attention? <laughs> like, fuck. Fred and George are awesome. <laughs> I did. I remember them in the next one where they get the fucking map. Yep, the Marauders map. Yep. There's a lot of tattoos that have been influenced by that. I believe it. There was something else I wanted. A lot to bring of mischief managed that. is what it says. God damn it! What was it? I've always said, I remember mentioning somebody once. I remember the first person I told this to, but I was like, I was like, how do you get a Harry Potter tattoo? Not like of their faces or something. They're like, we, we had a oh, yeah. deep conversation yeah. about it on the last podcast. I love it where it's like, it's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to love someone else forever, but I'm always going to love Harry Potter. <laughs> so, like, why not? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to get a woman's fucking name on my arm. <laughs> so- I think it's fair. But what would it be? I mean, you never said what it would uh, be on the last one, because I just edited it yesterday. Oh, okay, so you yeah, never you know came to I a would. conclusion. I would probably get something. Oh man. Oh, I'd probably get the Hallows. There's a Hallows symbol, but I'd probably actually get like. That's not the triangle one that everybody has, is it? But I'd get more in depth. I'd have like actually like. Maybe like someone holding the wand, or like somebody like I'd have something a little more circular around. I don't know. You should just get like a sock for <laughs> for Dobby. Freeing Dobby. Free Do- <laughs> Dude, people would love that. <laughs> Dobby's like a 
fan favorite. As weird as that seems. I, I mean, Gollum is a fan favorite from Lord of the Rings. It's essentially, you know what's disappointing me about those that story? I love that story. I mean, it's a great. I always thought in the end, you know, how he falls in with the ring. I thought he would be the one to destroy the ring, like purposely. I always thought like, that reading it, thinking that. Because I read, so I I saw Fellowship in theaters, had not read any of them, and then I read all of them between that and Two Towers, including The Hobbit. And I remember going into Return of the King, and I was like, "It'd be so great if he comes full circle and where Frodo wants to keep it." And then, well, not even maybe, maybe it's something like that. But like, but but actually, instead of like falling in with it while he fucking bites his finger off, at least in the, I can't remember if that even happens in the book. It probably does, but. It's been so long since I've read the book. I only read the books, I think, twice. I never read them. I'd always but hoped, I saw each one of them. I'd theater. always hoped that he would just make a concerted effort at the end to be like, I'm going to destroy this and overcome everything. At that point, it, it, I, I see what you're saying. It would have been cool where Frodo gets to the point and's like, or he almost becomes I'm going to keep Gollum. it. And then Gollum steals it from him and destroys it kind of thing. It didn't happen that way, but no, but and it was fine the way it was, but and yeah. then forty-five minutes later, the movie ends. Yeah, that—that's <laughs> another one. That one takes her ever to end. <laughs> Love it, but Jesus. Yep. No, damn it! Now you got me on the tattoo shit again. This is gonna come up every time. I feel like probably. Like, what did you see from this movie that you'd like tattooed on your body? Or I'd have somebody's like Patronus or something. You get the basilisk wrapped around your calf or something. <laughs> well, some people get the Death Eater fucking dark mark on their arms. Everybody it's like, what the gets fuck? That I've seems dark. You're fucking supporting so darkness right there. God man. damn it. That's one of the most popular tattoos, I think, of any. I'd probably get something related to either Luna or Neville because they're like my two favorite characters. Well, well you, don't even, you don't even know Luna. Luna Lovegood. She comes in book five. I've heard of her. She's like a outcast or she's something. She's a Ravenclaw outcast. She's blonde. I wanted to come back to Actress that. Actress is pretty said, fucking hot now. But you said but, uh, each house has an item. like A Horcrux item. Griff, no, Gryffindor's was the sword. He never got a Gryffindor. Well. The sword from. The sword is. The most important item for Gryffindor is not a Horcrux, though. But right, yeah, help I'm, not, I'm not talking about the Horcruxes. Oh, okay. is, are there, what are the other items from the other houses without spoiling anything coming forward? Slytherin? Well, there's a locket, which belonged to the Slytherin family that Voldemort's family had at one point, the Riddles. Well, not the Riddles, but the maiden name, the Gaunts. There's a cup that belongs to Hufflepuff, and there's a diadem or like a tiara that belongs to Ravenclaw. And all of these get introduced going forward. Eventually, yep. Jesus. <laughs> so they're not like things that are huge. Like, so Gryffindor has a sword. Somebody has a tiara and a cup and a locket. It's what he chose. They're all things that belong to those houses in some way to the people like that the starting founders. houses. So the Godric Gryffindor store actually belonged to Godric Gryffindor. The diadem actually belonged to Rowena Ravenclaw and her daughter Helena, 
who was a ghost at the school, actually. And you don't remember until later. Um, so. it's Yeah, I know a sword's <laughs> a lot cooler than those things. I would say you don't, like, early in book seven, there was only two Horcruxes destroyed and a third that is known, and you're just kind of like, how the fuck are they going to finish this? And it happens, of course. Are the Horcruxes, without saying just yes or no, are they items that you meet prior to being introduced to them? In the book, two of them are mentioned in very random passing. Kind of like, like I mentioned earlier, like I have... Like I, you, well, you, we've said that the... Like in Borgen and Birch with the Hand of Glory, it's just something that like you don't even notice. You're reading it like it's normal, and it's like holy shit, that little thing she. That's why it I think comes it, back into play. Her, the way two she books later. the way she plots things are just like, it wasn't a mistake. Like she put that in there for a reason. I liked it. Like the locket. It comes to factor in book six. It's mentioned in book five and book seven. It gets destroyed. All three things are like weirdly like, how the fuck did you do? Like that's why I'm thinking like, like her or not. I know some people don't just like her in general. Like she tweets a lot of weird shit and she's kind of a weird lady. She's a fucking incredible plotting. The intricacy is like how did you fucking do that? Like it's that's why the story to me is like, yeah, there's a little plot. I was like. Why did Lucius leave that diary? I don't totally understand. I, even I, I could find the right answer and be like, "Oh, that makes some sense." Right. But a lot of the stuff is like, it's there's no fault to it. It's like, holy shit, she knew. She knew in book one things that were gonna happen. Yeah, and I, I like the intricacy in stories like this. Like, and I love how it advances like this. Book three is when it starts to turn a little more teeny bit more adult. Book four, Voldemort comes back and it's like, oh, okay, we're in. And then from there on, it's like, we're in it. Right. And I mean, it's never like too dark. It's never scary, sure. essentially. But I remember before we started. Well, I guess the if you were like one, 10 and you watched book seven, you might be a little like, oh. I mean, yeah, like. Like I mean, these first two are PG, which this was, I like, mean, this is, is a pretty heavy PG there movie. There is a scene in book seven in the movie, too, where, like, somebody's corpse turns into, like, a fucking, like, shifts into, like, an like a attack. It's almost like, did you ever watch It Part 2? I didn't see It Part 2. You never read the book? No. Do you remember the trailer where Jessica Chastain goes to the house and that woman's, like, the acting woman, real weird? Yeah. Yep. That woman is not who you think. It's, it's, she's it. Yeah. It's, it. it's one of those where you're like, it shifts into something like, it's actually like, makes your skin crawl a little. And that's how that scene in book seven actually kind of is, where you're kind of like, yeah. oh God, this is almost like a horror movie for a second. Like, I, like yeah. there are some parts as kiddish as they are early on that are actually like, kind of scary later on. I remember. I was never scared because I, I mean, it's not that scary to me, but to some people, I could be like, oh, damn, that's probably scary as fuck. Sure. I remember the third one, Azkaban, going, taking a pretty dark turn with... There's some dark shit in there. 
Is that the one with Hagrid is training that falcon, whatever oh, the fuck uh, that is? Buckbeak. Yes. The hippogriff. It's part, Which is part eagle, part horse and horse, something. Part something else. Okay. I'm starting to build a picture of what that movie was. And I know it was Koran. So yep, Koran, yep. I that one's got some funny. That's got a lot of British humor in it. Remember the remember the, they're on the bus. And the 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 how the head is talking on the bus in the beginning. It's like, <laughs> take another right urn. Like it's almost like Jamaican. Like <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of funny shit in that movie actually. And where's is Quirin Spanish? I think he's Spanish. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of British humor in it to me. Not to say the Spaniards don't have. Humor it's just seems very like almost Monty Python-ish at times. Yeah, well, some of the randomness. Speaking of Monty Python, does John Cleese show up in most of them? Not really. In the book, he gets he's in book five. Was he's because uh... he consoles Harry after somebody dies because Harry comes to him to be like, will he come back? And he tells him basically, no, he won't come back. What is nearly... Nearly Headless Nick. Nearly Headless Nick. He, in this book, he's actually a, not a big part, but he... The reason I knew this He got this petrified is, and then... Well, he gets hello, petrified. Hello, yep, hello, he gets petrified. Hello. And then earlier before that, he has his death day party. Harry, he helps Harry out of a jam. In the book? In the book. Okay. Because Filch catches him doing something. Nearly Headless Nick helps him. And Nearly Headless Nick is like, hey, since I helped you, would you come to my birthday party? My death day party is what he calls it. And it says 500th death day, which is, and the book is 1492, which is Columbus. Yeah, yeah. But 1992 would be 500. That's that's when I first remember, like, wait, this is 1992? Damn. They completely could blow over that, which is funny because yeah, this movie's two hours and 40 minutes, so you feel like they could have fit that, actually, but. <laughs> That's funny. This is two hour and forty minutes. First was two thirty one. They could have cut plenty out of that movie. What should they have put in from the book? Is there anything in the book that was too important to leave out? And either one of them. Probably actually. not because. No, not not really. I think the only thing. Is like they could change little things, like little reactions, or like Hermione responding to the blood, mud, bloods, where it's, she doesn't actually know what it is. But like, but the, I know what you're uh, asking. I know what you're asking because like J.K. Rowling was like an exact an EP on all these movies, so she was inputting like this is what she knew what to keep and what to not. But she didn't. They could have added little things, but cut out some of the emotional like. Even like the scenes where they show, you know, the carriages at Christmas, and it's just it's just for the like beauty of it, of the snow falling. Which, yeah. That doesn't actually have anything to do with anything. It's no. just a minute sequence where you're kind of like. But that's just setting the magical. scene. It's, I mean, but there's no. I feel like this is like the same. I feel like this is the same question of like, is the is the remember all important? Remember last time you like, <laughs> yeah, I was like I, the remember all is not important at all. Like, I always think that. This is being told, especially but in that's a how series she is. movie. That's like how this. She, how good she is. Is like, like I mentioned, the Horcrux, like the locket and stuff. That is mentioned in a little passing in a book where you're kind of you catch it. 
That's why I always reread them. Is when I read that, I was like, "The locket." Yeah. Like it, <laughs> that you, means you, something. I caught it the second or third time, where it's like, because I knew that they were looking for a locket, and then it was like in the fifth book, it's like they're cleaning out. And I always assume the black in a, in home, a, and it's like, oh my god, that's the locket. I always assume in a series based on books and a series like this that goes seven, eight deep. Everything matters. And so I just yeah. assume everything that I see has some kind of importance to it. Sometimes it's just within the story of that one book. And sometimes yeah. it's long term. But like, um, I mean, even when this movie came out, it was three years before. Yeah, three years before Half-Blood Prince. So like, the diary being a horcrux that's not even something people watching anyone everybody watching this movie the first yeah, time that no was idea. not something that existed yet in, the, in that universe so it's kind of like you wouldn't know but again to the point that you made on the last podcast like they took a gamble that she would finish it yeah not as big as george r well martin knows only supposed to be seven books i think right he's only done Five. five. I have all five, but I think it was only supposed to be seven. It was yeah, be like Winds of Winter and like. When did the first one come out though? Nineteen ninety-two. Exactly. But he bumped. He actually pumped out like ninety-two, ninety-six, and then it was like ninety-nine, oh one, oh four. Like it was like pretty quick. Right. And he just like was like, all right, I'm done. But as I'm gonna soon, go eat myself to death. As soon as the show source started. material stopped, the show nosedived. Pretty much, they had the this movie finished. The only this series finished with source material. Yes, yeah. So that's two, the there are two books already left to go, or two books already released by the time this came out. So yeah. they had two more books. And well, then... I mean, even Half Blood Prince, when this series ended, they were based on source material. Yep. Game of Thrones ended two seasons that was just based oh, yeah. on so... their fucking bullshit. And that's when it went to hell. Season five to six is where it kind of ran out. And then... Jon Snow was murdered, was the last thing that he wrote. That's the last thing in the book. And after that, it went to shit. Actually, there's a fucking epilogue in that book where Varys... Do you remember... Okay, so do you remember when um, Cersei blows up the fucking sept and everyone dies, like Marjorie and them? That doesn't happen yet in the books. But Pycelle's there... He dies in that. In the book, in the epilogue, Varys comes in and fucking just assassinates Kevin Lannister, Pycelle, and someone else. And it's like, Varys was like Varys? A, yes, the bald eunuch. Wasn't Varys in fucking... He's over with fucking... Daenerys later. He wasn't there yet, I don't think, in the book. I thought he was... Because he helped, he, he helped was sailing over with Tyrion. He helped Tyrion escape. I don't think he goes with him at that point in the book. In the book, he didn't. Okay, but in the show, he did. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. We're getting off topic, but I'm fine <laughs> yeah. with it. I'm fine with it because it's interesting. <laughs> he fucking in the epilogue assassinates people, and I was like, I was so shocked of like, wait, Varys can fucking just like murder people, <laughs> and then it, you never hear another fucking word out of this guy, and it's like, damn it. It was so interesting. Like, I was so pumped to be like, where the fuck is this going to go? I remember the whole... Because the Sept blow-up never happened. Though, 
the one thing I do know he wrote that they used, it's not in a book, but they used it based on future source stuff. It's the, is hold, the hold the door. The door. That, because that even when which, that happened, I was so shocked. I was like, this is absolutely his choice. This, yeah. And I had, after the fact, I read that the George Dude, R. R. I Martin told them this is... Fucking hold I'm not gonna lie. I literally cried. During oh, I was bawling my eyes out, dude. Justin dude, and I Ashley was, were here. I was just I was like, fucking, I was just I soon, was as dead. soon as I knew, I was just like, oh my god, dude. Yep. Like, I, hold, I was too. Hold the door. Hold on. Hold the door. Hold on. Hold it was on. fucking. Because you're just like, oh my god, it fucking ruined his life. Yes. And I was like, all right. Yeah, I George told them, during that. gave them, uh, at least he didn't write the books, but he gave them a fucking through line. The other scene that is actually in a book, it's I've seen the unreleased chapters of some of his newest book. Winter well, Winter, he's released fucking, which those have been, been coming out for three years now. But the one where at the at that play with Joffrey and like killing Rob Stark, there's like a play that they do later on and, and Arya's there pretending... To work yeah, when the, she's at the fucking And she assassinates Bravos. a couple people in Bravos. That happens in a, in a chapter. Okay. So that actually was from... Because as soon as I saw that in the show, I was like, oh, it's her... But that was before she went blind and shit. And that hasn't happened yet. I think it was... No, she goes blind in the book. So she kills She the, does, because I remember... She kills the fucking... Um, what was his name? Amory Lorch, but one of the fucking guys from back in Heron Hall. Yeah, yeah, she kills him at the theater, and that's that's why she ends up becoming blind from the. Because I no remember in the book, book her going blind because it was like, what the fuck? God yeah, damn. that stuff's interesting. Sorry, we're getting into fucking. Yeah, that, that's, they're all great stories. That would be something the three of us could do: is start from the beginning of Game of Thrones. Because we did like like episode by episode, or we could do three at a time or something. Just start from the beginning, and because you've read them, we have. I'd have to reread because the first one. I, I haven't read a the fucking first page one, of them. The first but. one's pretty spot on with the first season, because the first. I mean, you know this, but it even says in the credits. But it's called the Song of Ice and Fire. But the first book is called The Game of Thrones. Yes. Then it's a uh, feast. No. Clash of Kings. Clash of Kings, Storm of Crows. Storm of Crows, Feast of... No, Storm of Swords, Feast Storm of Crows. Storm of Swords, Feast of Crows. Dance of Dragons. Yes. Feast of Crows is where it gets real weird, or it's like half the book is with one group of people and Dance of Dragons with the other group. So, like, you almost get, like, a book with a certain group and a book with another group. And that, yeah, that's... It'd be hard I'm to keep you, track. Because... In a Feast of Crows, you actually think that the Onion Knight dies. I forget his name again. Uh, Davos Seaworth. Davos. And then later on, it's like, oh, Davos is alive. It's kind of, but in Feast of Crows, you think for a second from someone else's perspective that they heard he died, but you don't get anything to like know. Because those are told from like first person's perspective. That'd be, I, I think it's that'd really be very cool. hard it's, to read though. It's cool. No, it's not hard. It's not hard to like the reading's easy. It'd be, I mean, it'd be hard to keep track of. It's you're, funny. You're following seventeen different storylines at any given point in time. I'm apologizing now to you in the future for editing this. This is this is fun though. Oh, I fucking love so. Shit. I can kind of tell you like book one. Basically, never anybody who's like up to be the king or queen except Daenerys. They're never the perspective. It's always I know it's 
book Ned. one book one is like Ned rest in peace you get Tyrion Tyrion Arya Sansa John I didn't know you had Arya yeah you get Arya okay Sansa John um Daenerys and then book two you kind of add oh Catelyn book two you add so book one is essentially Stark Stark plus Tyrion essentially and Bran sorry Bran which is Stark Stark. but I forgot to mention Bran in the first yeah yeah and then book two you add Davos and so does uh, does I don't mean to does book one end essentially where season one ends yeah pretty much okay and then book two Davos is the basically like Stannis and Melisandre's perspective but it's him yeah. And then Theon gets added because he goes to the Iron Islands, right. betrays the Starks. And then book three, you add Jamie. Book four, you add Cersei. And then a bunch of the Greyjoys that you don't even meet in the books, dude. In the movie, I know there's a bunch. The <laughs> there's even some Targaryens you don't Targaryens, see. Targaryens, book five books. and shit. Like, there's some interesting that shit. I know Dorne has been seriously underserved you, in the books or in, might the, even in act- the show. And you might actually get even a chapter or two from uh melisandre at some point which is kind of interesting oh and then john sometimes you get sam eventually too sam get, gets sam and when sam and john are separated eventually you get sam chapters like when sam goes to the citadel or whatever yeah the yeah yeah that sort okay. of shit with gilly yep gilly and jenny that's why i got that shit fucked gilly up <laughs> it's funny how these shows too uh, like ugly people up because, like, the girl that plays Gilly in real life, she's actually oh, she, quite beautiful. Like, yep. you're like, whoa. What the hell? Yeah, there's... They yeah. just kind of, like, know how to do that, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've also always been impressed that the woman that plays Melisandre is, like, in her 40s. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yep. Good for you. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, she's German. Harry Potter, I mean, oh, one last thing I was going to say. Uh, oh, yeah, I said the chamber age kind of cool, actually, besides the effects. One thing, I don't know if you even noticed this, because you're not a book reader, but the very end of this book, and, they, and it's funny because in the movies they hadn't even mentioned this curse yet. But when Malfoy realizes Harry fucked him over, and with the with the, when when he gives Dobby the sock, oh, and he's like, "You yeah, lost yeah. me, my servant boy." <laughs> the first thing he starts to say is Avada. That's the killing curse. He's trying to. He's literally oh, attempting really? murder right there, because the the curse is Avada Kedavra. Wouldn't he be protected at that point mm. from his the same? I think it's only Voldemort, maybe. Really? Oh, I've never really thought about that because no one's ever used it on him. But it's just funny because, like, Goblet of Fire is the first book to mention that, what the curse is called and what it happened. And then uh, I don't think in the movie it's mentioned either, like, actually full terms that described by Moody to the class. He got stopped by Dobby. But Dobby literally stopped the killing because he literally says, like, Avada. They even, like, kind of, like, fucking brushed his hair back while yeah, he was yeah. saying it and shit. So, now, like, literally he was attempting murder right there. <laughs> like, it's funny as that sounds. Now, the, not to continue this going, but when they were doing the duels, 
At the dueling club? Yeah. The What are the like individual I spells I they fucking know. Said? Expelliarmus, the first one Snape does to Lockhart. Is just that's get a de- away, That's defensive. It's like if somebody, if you were to like try, sh- uh, what's it called, stupefy, it's like kind of a stunning spell to stun you, kind of like freeze you. Yeah. Or like, stunning actually is kind of like pretty Almost offensive. petrifying. Yeah, you you're kind of like throwing someone back. You could defend it with Expelliarmus, and you could actually... It's a disarming, so, like, I could actually... Expelliarmus, it would actually, like... Your your wand might fly out of your hand. It plays a factor That's later That's not what story. happened <laughs> no. during that duel, though. No, it doesn't. But that's... Snape throws him back. That's actually what that's supposed to be, is him disarming him. It's a defensive spell. So, actually... I'd have to reread the book, but I think I don't think that's a spell. But is there is there a fucking saying the spell means is there this is what the spell I mean all these spells mean something, but the ones they say in the movie, I don't really know outside of like the one that Malfoy says with the snake, the Sectum Sorpia or Septum Sortia. He does say that in the book. And Which it's is just conjuring a snake. A snake. It just conjures a snake. But it, the ones, even throughout this, this movie is actually the least linked magically to the books because, like, there's times where, like, Harry says stuff. Like, the ones him and Malfoy were doing earlier where they say random ones, those ones, I was like, I've never heard those spells. Like, those are just, like, random makeups. Not to mention fucking Malfoy <laughs> shoots early, like a fucking. Oh, yeah, cut. that they do that in the book. And he, I che- like, he cheats. I like how they fucking start like fencing, which is completely fucking a British fucking thing, yep. I think. That was kind of funny. One thing they don't add in the movie that makes me laugh in the book is uh, Lockhart. Lockhart's, of course, just a bullshitter. Yeah, he's a fucking. Around Valentine's Day in the book, he tells the students, How about you uh, ask Professor Snape for a. A love potion. He might be able to help you make a love potion, you know, just to, for the holidays. Oh, God. And then, like, he said at the... He, he looked at... It's from Harry's perspective. He was like... He looked up at Snape at the at table, and he looked like the first person to ask him for a love potion would be, like, murdered, essentially. <laughs> like, 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 not the guy to ask. Like, read the room type thing. I mean... Look at actually... That. In the book too. No, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. The link too is. Do you remember in the in the movie here where Harry drops the droplet of ink and it spills into the diary and just disappears? Yeah. Uh, Ginny, he doesn't know it's Ginny, but it is Ginny. Has a they leave Valentines for each other where like a Cupid actual Cupid thing comes around and sings to them. Oh God. And he's so embarrassed he runs away and he is bag gets ripped somehow and the diary spills and a bunch of ink bottles spill but he notices the reason he even notices the diary is because late at night his books are damaged but the diary is clean and he's like what the fuck that would that would have made more sense yeah than, that's what the thing i think too is like just having a fucking him just randomly drop a drop of, like he noticed Something drew his mind to like, wait, what's up with this diary? All his books are fucked except this because one. Because the I mentioned earlier, it says T M Riddle, not Tom Riddle, and it also says. Um, but it didn't say that in the book. 
Right. And the book it says T M T dot M dot Riddle. So not Tom Marvolo Riddle. It said Tom R Riddle in the movie. In the movie it says Tom Marvolo. Marvolo oh, it said the whole fucking yep. thing. And okay. Marvolo's his grandfather's name. Marvolo. Which becomes an I am Lord Voldemort yep. or whatever the fuck. And then T M Riddle is in the book. T dot M. That plays out better. The I would assume the fucking play out of I am Lord Voldemort from Tom whatever. Marvel. Lord. Yeah, that made sense. That plays out better in text than it does on screen. Yeah, it was cool. I told you in the movie, I was like, this is really cool in the book, actually. Right. Like, we were kind of like, whoa. Like, because you didn't know at that point. You were just kind of like, I don't know who Tom Riddle was. Right. And just to see it play out, like, they just but, kind of fucking flash it on screen and yeah and then um damn where was i going with that oh i just feel like there's certain things that the books do better and the movies did fine with I, oh yeah the diary it says in the book it says some sort of road that harry knows in his head like where he bought the diary and he knows it's a muggle town which doesn't make total sense because, like, how do you know a muggle town's a muggle town? Because there could be wizards there. But he knows it's, like, specifically in some place in London. And he thinks, like, oh, this was bought in a... Oh, that's why it is. It was bought in a muggle shop. The diary was. Yeah, it says, like, Lord Vauxhall Road or something. And he knows, like, in his head, like, that's a muggle, like, shop where this was bought. So he knows immediately that the muggle, the diary belonged to a muggle-born person. So he finds that out before he finds out that Tom Riddle, Tom Riddle is Voldemort? Yes. Because he remember he thinks yeah. when he's writing it, he's like, this is like a muggle's diary. Like, But it wouldn't be a muggle's diary if it's writing back at him. Well, right? he realizes then, I think. Okay. But it's like originally upon opening it, like it's, you know, like you might open like, Maybe not like a notebook, but like something that says bought at this local shop. Like, right. Like, why would a wizard be shopping at some bookstore in East Town, Grand Rapids? You know, like, yeah, yeah. you'd be shopping in a, in a wizard store. That's, that's a valid point. But yeah, um, we can kind of move on to ratings and pros, cons quick. I actually give this okay. We can go back and rate the first one too. The yeah, first we one never I give rated a, the first one. I give a first one about a seven. This one I give about a six, 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 seven. It's somewhere in there. It's they're pretty close to each other. Yeah, I, I'm. Do you like this one better actually? No, I like the first one better for sure. Yeah, because so. it just it sets the foundation for the world. Yeah, this is probably I the would, worst book and the worst movie. Not that the book, the book, I still love the book. It's still, sure, sure, to me, sure. it's a masterpiece, but it's like, of course, I'm probably biased. I, I, yeah, I'd be right. I mean. But they're among the lower Knowing what, what they are, I'd, I'd say the first one is like a seven, seven, two. Yeah, I give it like a this seven. This one's like, like a, a six, seven, six, six. Six and a half to six, eight. Like, right yeah, around. They're not like too far from each other. No, they're, I, I was expecting a whole lot worse from what i remembered yeah on this one yeah and pros it are acting's a little better 
some good introductions from like Malfoy's dad and they build out the world enough. I mean, not it's not like you meet Nocturnally, you meet some Death Eaters like Malfoy. You meet new characters that I'm sure play. Locker a doesn't really play a big part later, but he's in it still. And Chamber, you see more of the castle. Yeah. More of the lore, you learn about Parseltongue and shit like that. And House Elves. It's not quite enough from like New Hope to Empire. Oh, like yeah. That was. That's the ultimate world say, building. What's so. funny is like the the empire of this series is like four, five, or six. They're all pretty like <laughs> bad for the good guys. Which I that's fine. I like that. It's kind of yeah. like where it's like seven works out pretty well, I suppose. I mean, have you seen the uh, Crimes of Grindelwald or whatever the new ones are? No. I never, I don't know anything about those stories. Are they based on anything? They're based on Beetle. Okay, so Beetle the Bard is like children's stories that she wrote about the Wizarding World, but. So they're based on but Newt's, something Newt she's Scamander, written. the guy who Eddie, Eddie Redmayne plays, mm-hmm. is somebody who eventually writes. When Hagrid teaches care of magical creatures. He writes the book. He's the author of those books. So, like, Newt Scamander was alive when Voldemort... Or not Voldemort. Well, I guess Voldemort was alive then. But he writes the Before books when Dumbledore... Power. Yeah, he writes okay. the books when, like, Dumbledore and Grindelwald were... That's right, because fucking... What's his name? So, it's probably, like, the 1930s, okay. 40s, maybe even the 20s. But... Yeah, um... Yeah, they're way before Harry Potter. Okay. I mean, six, 50, But there aren't years. novels. Not that I know of. I think Boodle the Bard has a little play in them, and they mention Newt Scamander in passing. She might have written something about, like, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. That's what it was called, yeah. Goddamn. Because Grindelwald does get mentioned... A decent amount in book seven, because there's some importance to things that are happening. But is he like? <laughs> he's not present. Well, is he? <laughs> he's present in memory. Is once. he like Palpatine to fucking no, no. Voldemort? No, fucking yeah, yeah. Vader? It'd be funny. It'd be fucking wild. <laughs> God damn it! That would have been shocking. But yeah, we can uh, probably wrap it up. I know, God, we almost still went as long, but. Yeah. That's okay though. Well, we did talk about Game of Thrones for like ten minutes. I could talk about Game of Thrones for hours, but yeah, I could too. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're gonna keep this going. God knows when we'll get the next one in because asshole's coming back. What's next weekend? We don't have the pod for a couple weeks, so we could do next weekend maybe. Yeah. Uh, depending, I don't know. I have a date or something. Uh, gotta get some, <laughs> I gotta start getting some fucking 90 fucking I know. I've watched too. three. Granted, I could probably do a pod now. There's but. a bunch I don't need to watch. I watched Apollo 13. Oh, yeah, yeah. I That's, do remember coming out when you watched that. That's so fucking good. Fun. I just heard Ed Harris's voice. And I was like, all right. Yeah, I've, yeah. Watched, uh, I've watched Heat 7 and Clueless. I could probably get by without 7. 
I could probably get by without watching Heat, but I'd like to watch it again. I have both those if you don't. I have both of those too. I have Usual Suspects too if you don't have that. Uh, no, it's streaming, no. Oh, is it? Okay. 12 Month- Monkeys we have recorded. Yeah, you recorded. Casino. I don't you have casino. casino. Jesse has Casino on his voodoo. I do need to rewatch that. I definitely need to rewatch that. It's been a minute. Toy Story, Babe. Those can. I mean, Toy Story's on Disney. Disney. I think both of them are. Babe they? probably is, I think. Well, I know Toy Story is. Toy um, Story, for sure. Braveheart? You have Braveheart? I have Braveheart. I need to rewatch that. Yeah, it should be a pretty easy year, honestly, in my opinion. Honestly, yeah. There's a couple. I think we're gonna have a lot. I think we're gonna have a lot of. There's a couple foreign films. I have no idea what he's gonna do half the time, but (laughs) it's gonna be a lot of divorce movies. And (laughs) I almost mentioned that when he mentioned that one with like what was the one last year, the one One fine fine day. day. I'd be like, dude, you were such a child of divorce, man. Like, (laughs) no doubt, that is a good flick. Every fucking movie you watch is like, yeah, this guy divorced his wife and. He would have loved Marriage Story if he watched it. Oh, God. That is a tearjerker. Yeah. All right. But yeah, so we'll do Harry, out, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban is next. I'm sure yeah. you and Trav will have one before, just on your own. I, I think we're going to do Suicide Squad Monday. Oh, yeah. Because he really wanted to do that one. I watched it. It was fine. Oh, was it, it good? F- it's fun. It's not a good movie, but it's a it's a James Gunn flick. It's fun to watch. Yeah. But all right. Till next time. Yep. Well, eventually get back to this. Yeah. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more. Booze and bullshit.